0: From the newsroom of the Bryant College Station Eagle, this is the Brazos Sports Prepscast. And now, the Eagle High School Sports Team, Alex Miller and Jake Weiss. What's up, y'all? You're listening to another episode of the Brazos Sports Prepscast, the Eagles High School Football Podcast. I'm Alex Miller. Joined always, that's Jake Weiss. I'm like picking his nose. You can pick your friends. But you, you can't pick your buddy's nose, apparently. That's what my mom told me when I was a kid. And Andrew Tenio. What's up, Andrew? Hello, hello, hello. Excited to be back. Jake, I didn't get a give you a chance to say what's up. How's it going today, man?
1: Doing good, man. I got to say, though, if you keep uh, putting your finger up there, I'm going to turn the camera off. <laughs> so
0: Fair enough. Well, hey, it's hard to believe, but we're already past the halfway point of at least the regular season. And, you know... I guess the full season is what, like 17 weeks? you got 16 games plus a bye, so we're at week seven. Mm-hmm. So we're seven down, ten to go. Things are really starting to take shape as we get into the thick of district play. You know, for some teams, they're past the halfway m- point of their season. For others, th- this is about it. And so, you know, let's do a little bit of a rewind and give out some mid-season superlatives of course you know in high school you, you you get the yearbook and they they give out the senior superlatives right Little did, did you back. get one? oh, oh no, no 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 i didn't get one jake did you get one of those
1: i probably did but man i don't remember what it was
0: probably best smile
1: i'd agree uh that's very nice of you i don't think it was that though <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right either way we're gonna hand out some uh you know best player best game surprise team and then we're gonna talk about three local games this week to wrap it up jake let's start with best player and hey as a disclaimer we're gonna give our pal andrew a little bit of a pass given he's only been here for what two weeks now right. yeah this will be my third week of yeah. high school football. So, so actually andrew can you kind of lead our discussion a little bit as me and jake kind of look back on the first half of the season
2: all right yeah so Go ahead, Jake. Talk to me about your favorite player or your best player up to this point. Who you think is maybe maybe it's a surprise player or someone that you expected in the year? Who do you think's been the best so far?
1: All right, this is I hate to hate to break the rules on the very first one because uh, wow. I know was supposed to be best player, but I'll go best players plural wow. uh, because I've got to go with the A and M consolidated defense. Um, we I think we knew they were going to be good coming in, but man, I mean, I've watched them a couple games now, and man, they are they're legit um defense is keeping them in the game at times i know they're still figuring out some things on offense but uh you can trust that defense i think the most points they've given up have been like what 16 excuse me 16 points uh i need to go back and double check that but uh yeah they've been keeping it on lock uh i yeah now that i think about it 16 might be the most no excuse me 24 gave up 24 to lufkin but uh point is they've been keeping teams in check uh
0: and and to be fair, you know Lufkin, that running back committed to Notre Dame. He had a big fourth quarter, but up until that point, I mean, Consol had really shut him down. And you know, you take away that long run, he barely gets over the century mark. And uh, yeah, I I think that's a good pick, Jake, uh, with the Kinsall defense. They they've played pretty strong so far this season.
2: I'll be having a feature story on an individual on that team later this week. And I think it's fourteen point six points per game they've given up. So a very impressive mark. It's the best in district by like a healthy margin. So it's a good pick. What do you got, Alex?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go across town. I'm gonna go with college station quarterback Errington Maiden. He's really turned a corner this season, and I think that's why the Cougars are still a legit contender. You know, the touch on his passes has improved immensely. And he's really figured out how to know when to tuck it and run. He's had some really good runs that have extended drives, made some plays. You know, last week against Georgetown, Eastview, really had his way. 12 of 14 passing, (coughs) 226 yards and a couple touchdowns. You know, he's got a really good receiving core and an offensive line that's really come into its own well here over the last month. Big question mark for College Station going into the season but when you have a guy like that under center that can just make those kind of plays and has kind of the talent level that he does, you're going to win a lot of football games, and that's why College Station's four and one, and that offense is humming as well as it is. Oh yeah. Uh, do
2: you want to go and head on to more superlatives of a surprise team, or do you want to head to what to what's coming next?
0: Yeah, let's 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 uh, let's go best game nice. real quick, Jake.
1: Ooh. Man, I have to go first. I was open uh, I could I could cheat I, can off go, little, I can go yeah. I can no, go first this time. I can go first this time. Okay. So, in
0: all fairness, none of the games that I've really covered this year <laughs> have been super duper close <laughs> barn burners unlike last year where it seemed like every week I was covering some kind of like instant classic if if they were playing, you know, NCAA football, but <laughs> I've got to say the Navasota Madisonville game was a really good one. Madisonville was able to pull out a 26-16 win, but it was it felt a lot closer than that for most of the game. And honestly, it felt like Navasota controlled the game for most of the night. You know, two Brazos Valley teams, the Rattlers had their chances, but the Mustangs made the plays that they needed to come away with the win. And kind of just looking at where those two teams have gone since then, you know, Madisonville shot up into the rankings after that. And, you know, they're coming off a tough loss to Columbus. You know, Ty Williams had three interceptions, but, you know, they still did some good things. There, there's no time to sulk with district play on the horizon. They've got Robinson up next, and uh, the Rockets are a team on the rise. It, Madisonville's got a bye week this week and uh, probably coming at a good time. You know, really rode the wave of momentum, in, and now maybe you get a chance to kind of step back, reevaluate yourself, and... Uh, you know maybe not avoid or maybe avoid a potential letdown loss mm. a, a the week after and then you know Navasota they had a big win over Bay City last week yeah. they were underdogs in that one and now they got to face 6 and 0 Needville and in, in, in Needville so they are a team on the rise i think they went 4 and 6 last year mm. now they're 6 and 0 so uh you know coach Dakus team kind of turning a corner Javen Jesse you know, he's had a pretty solid start to his season. And so, uh, you know, kind of looking at where those two teams have gone from that early season matchup has been a little bit interesting there at that 4A level. Fresh off of the
2: uh, player of the week, if I'm correct, in Jevon Jacy. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, that's right.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. He uh, the, the Rattler rattler Nation showed up in a big way. Uh, it's funny, I checked the poll throughout the day, and at one point I was like, oh, they need like 100 votes. Eh. I don't know and then the next thing i do i check it out at four o'clock when when we turn it off i was like holy cow how do, how do they do that
0: <laughs> it's this thing called facebook and the share button
1: <laughs> yeah that must be what it I is i think
0: i think every mom in navasota shared that i was looking back at our <laughs> facebook post jake was like hey, jake reminded me yesterday he goes hey uh did you share the player of the week poll on facebook yesterday morning i was like oh no i didn't and then i did and then i checked back and it had like all kinds of shares the link did and uh, it looked like it was a bunch of Navasota people. So I wasn't, I wasn't too surprised when Jay and Jesse won the poll. But, hey, well-deserved. He had oh, yeah. a great week last oh, yeah. week against Bay City for sure.
1: And that was a win they needed because, uh, I mean, now they're 1-1. One and one. They got four games left. I know they're trying to get back into the playoffs because it's been a while since they've been there. But, uh, yeah, it's a good start. Uh, but tough challenge, like you mentioned, Alex. Tough one this week.
2: Going to kick it back to you here, Jake. Your best game so
1: far. All right. So uh, this might be a little recency bias uh, and I kind of hate to, you know, my my best player and my uh, kind of same answer here, but I got to go A&M Cedar park from last week uh, on the road. Uh, Real good game, you know, 24, 16 can't ask for much better or or a closer game than that one. Uh, I've covered a lot of close games. You know, it's funny. Alex was saying like, he hasn't covered a lot of close games and I was kind of doing the math in my head just now. I was like, well, that was close. That one was close. That one was close. Like, a lot of close games for me, uh, a lot of times you know, you have to the backspace uh, button has been my best friend, I think. You don't have to delete some things <laughs> and move things around when you're writing, yeah. But no, uh, man, just a game. I mean, we we talked about it a little bit. I think I talked to you guys just in the office about that game. I mean, you know, you're kind of thinking, okay, console gets a fourth down stop of like a minute 30 ish to go. You're thinking, okay, hey, like I took the elevator down to the field level. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden I get down there and uh, Cedar Park's got the ball back and uh, they're just driving. You know, they had like a 33 yard pass and a 36 yard pass and, you know, well, five seconds left. They're on the 10 yard line. Uh, kind of, Alex, you know, you might disagree a little bit with this, but it kind of gave me shades of that uh, College Station-Smithson uh, Valley playoff game J- just a little bit, just because, you know, they're right there with just seconds to go. You're like, oh, OK, That's yeah, about it's, to happen. It's right? going
0: down to the last play. I mean that—that's exactly how that game was last year, and yeah, I mean, very, very similar shades.
1: Uh, but yeah, I mean, and and like I said, pass hits the ground. Kansas walks away at the win. You know, they're one on one in district now. Uh, kind of, you know, I don't want to say they're in the driver's seat, but they're still in control of their own destiny here. I mean, with a lot of district to go, kind of can see where they go from here. Because I mean, that Georgetown game two weeks ago—not like that game was a blowout or anything. They lost fourteen to ten. So uh, I don't know. We'll kind of see. You know, Alex, you were talking about kind of where the teams are now. Like, I'm kind of curious, you know, even though this was just a week ago, I'm a little curious, like, hey, where where do both of these teams go? Where does Cedar Park go from here? And where does Consol go? Because I believe uh, Cedar Park was the fourth – they had the fourth playoff spot in this district. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, they've got College Station at home this week, uh, which I think we'll talk about that a little later. Uh, but interested to see where they both kind of go from here, where their paths take them.
0: You know, Andrew – we're gonna let you. We're gonna let you participate in this one because
1: I, I think you saw a pretty good
0: game last uh, Friday night at Merrill Green Stadium.
2: I think it's. Uh, I think it's fresh on my mind to an extent. Uh, yeah, Friday night, uh, Brian Copper's Cove. There's just so many elements of this game that I, I could be here for 20 minutes just unpacking this massive onion worth of a game because you've got <laughs> these offenses that won't stop scoring, and then you've got these playmakers that come out of nowhere. You know, Tyson Turner gets hurt after a while and Derek Ramsey, who had four catches all year to that point, puts up 115 yards and two touchdowns and two beautiful slant routes from, uh, uh, from him to score. Uh, it just felt like such a full effort. And although the score, there was points where, I think there was one point where there were five consecutive plays that were touchdowns. It, it just felt like neither team could do anything right. Um, but the two plays that m- meant the biggest to me in the end was the beginning of overtime where Brian gets the stop and they start with the ball, a, f- a five-yard carry, then 20 yards carry for uh, uh, Isaac, uh, Isaiah Noodle. And uh, he started after like a three- or four-yard rush, and the offensive line just kept pushing him and pushing him and pushing him. It being a 20-yard gain after like getting first contact after four yards. And that really showed the impressiveness of the grit of the team, of – this is a shootout right now, but it was clear who wanted to finish that game, and it was Brian, especially on top of the emotional win the week before against Temple to have this one as well. I think they're probably deserving of a bye week after the last couple weeks that they've had, uh, but yeah, no doubt, 49-46, so much offense. So,
0: Yeah, you know, I, I was I was checking your score updates, and I, I saw that Cove was up like 29-22, and I was like, oh man. Brian, like, going to possibly have a letdown loss after that big win over Temple. Mm-hmm. But, hey, shout out to Coach Tullis' team. I mean, found a way to win. The Vikings are 2-0 in district. You mentioned they get the bye week. We talked last week. They've got Pflugerville-Weiss after uh, this this open date. And, uh, you know, Vikings are in a good spot right now. They're definitely going to be the underdogs going into that game against Weiss. But, Hey, I think, I think uh, 12-6A is wide open, and for the taking, kind of like the SEC West. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, the playmakers, the offensive playmakers probably stood out to me the most, in the depth, too, especially at receiver, having three guys like Lewis and Turner, and now Ramsey, who are capable of, of having big big plays when they need to. So.
0: Well, yeah. Jake, we'll close out this segment of superlatives with uh, some surprise teams, because I think over on the east side of the Brazos Valley... We've had a couple of uh, surprises early on this season.
1: Yeah, uh, I'll lead it off here uh, since you went first last time. Uh, give me, give me the fighting owls, baby, Anderson Shiro. Uh, I know it was a tough one last week against uh, Newton, but you know, hey, that's that's a team that you know went undefeated a year ago in this district. Uh, I think they beat Anderson Shiro sixty-nine to zero. Like I talked about. Last week on the pod, you know, I think if the Owls just came away with some positive moment to play them a little closer, uh, which they did. But, man, that's another team that you can talk about their defense. Uh, three shutouts in non-district. I believe three in a row, too. Uh, I think coming out of non-district, too, they'd only given up – or, excuse me, the first four games uh, of the season, maybe even five, they'd only given up, like, 20 points. Yeah, um, it was not a lot. Yeah, it was not a lot. It was like they gave up, like, six in their opener, then three shutouts, Then I think in the first district game, they gave up uh, 14 or something like that. But anyway, man, the Owls have looked real good here at the beginning. It's kind of crazy, too, because, you know, this isn't really a team that's super senior heavy. You know, these are a lot of guys that were sophomores kind of last year. They had, you know, you look at Connor Daly, quarterback. um, He's just a junior this year. I mean, he's going to be back again next year. Got to have a lot of guys with him, too. So, I mean, obviously, we still have a whole season to go, and I know the Owls really want that first playoff uh, win. They've been a couple times. But now you're just kind of sitting back and thinking, man, they're as good as juniors. What are they going to look like next year? At least that's what I'm thinking.
0: You know, the team that I that's kind of stuck out to me is Iola, okay? The Bulldogs, they're 4-1 after district play. They've got kind of a – you talk about young guys. They've got a budding start running back in Adrian Garrett. I mean, he – He's up there uh, in the in the statistical rankings, and now comes the hard part: is uh, winning some district games. You know, Iola's probably got to find a way to win two district games to make the playoffs for the first time since 2020. I think Bartlett is like one in four or zero oh and five. They're they're having kind of a tough year, so I think I think I believe that Iola would win that one, but you know. Iola, they were picked to finish fifth in the district before the season. So, I mean, Rex Sharp's kind of got it going on over there with with his crew. And, you know, if they can find a way to the postseason, I mean, I think that would be a huge success for for Iola. Kind of with a little bit of a younger team, you know, a coaching staff in its first year start building some momentum over there.
1: And, you know, it's funny. I talked to Coach Sharp a couple of weeks ago uh, right after they finished up non-district before their bye uh, last week. And, you know, he was saying the seniors kind of came to him and said, you know, hey, winning's fun. Uh, You know, we haven't done this before. You know, we've only won four games, I think, combined last couple of seasons. I know the last two seasons for sure was only four games. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they've already tied that number. Uh, They've got a whole district ahead of them. It's not going to be easy, of course. You know, he said – coach sharp said you know he really wants to get these seniors some playoff experience cuz they don't have that uh kind of help set that foundation. You got Bremon, you got Chilton, Milano, Milano, a lot of really good teams in that district, but uh, I mean, man, they already had a good start Alex like you mentioned, so uh kind of curious to see where they can go from here.
0: Well, hey, we got some we got some games that are of note here in Bryan College Station this week, although everybody's on the road. We're going to be we're going to be traveling this week, mm-hmm. which I'm not too uh, upset about I love me a good road game. Jake, let's start with A&M Consolidated. They're taking on Pflugerville Hendrickson over on the east side of Austin.
1: Yeah, like I said a little earlier, you know, this is a win, Consol. Kind of really needed. I hate to say that because it, it's only only two games in the district, but you feel a whole lot better at one and one than 0 oh and 2. Yeah. Especially having to go back on the road. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting. consult still kind of trying to figure out the offense, uh, but that defense has been rock solid. Uh, Will Hargett started the game last week. Uh, Tyler Poling came in, finished the whole game. Uh, consult kind of had a little bit of a spark, though, there. You got Keyshawn Thomas involved at a slot receiver. We kind of finally saw him kind of have, you know, that kind of breakout we've been expecting at his new position. Um, it really feels like – I feel like if they can really turn a corner on the offense, uh, then they'll be – you know, they'll be in good shape. Uh, I think this is another week, though, where you kind of want to just go, is this the week they turn the corner? Um, you know, they had some positive momentum against Cedar Park a week ago, but can they keep it up? What's the quarterback looking like? All those kind of questions are still kind of up in the air, I feel like.
0: I think this is really where Consol can can make a run these next three weeks. I mean, they've got, they've got Hendrickson. They've got uh, – is it Leander Glenn? And then they have um, – they have Eastview, right? It's yeah. and so you know those are three games that I think Kansal should win. Mm-hmm. And man, if they if they can if they can get this offense going and the defense can play at the at the clip that they have been, get some momentum. You know they'll be going into that College Station game feeling feeling pretty good about where they're at. And uh, you know that that'll be. I mean that that's a game that you know we've got circled down the road as a pretty impactful game here locally and just for that district race. And so uh definitely curious to see if the Tigers can can really get things going on offense and kind of figure it out cuz they're right there. I think they're right there. I listened to the second half of that game, Jake, and you know, they were doing some good things and uh just just need to get some of that consistency it sounds like.
1: Yeah, I completely agree.
0: Well, College Station, they are going on the road to face Cedar Park. You know, the Cougars kind of been on a warpath lately. Nobody's really been able to slow them down on offense. Mm-hmm. You know, they've put together four straight wins. None of them really been close, but uh I think Cedar Park's probably the best team that they're going to have faced since they lost to Lovejoy in the season opener. I think the more we've learned about Temple, the more we see this is not a typical Temple team um, not to take away from college stations win on the road. That was certainly impressive, but um, man, Jake, Cedar park's got, they've got a pretty salty defense. They just, it seems like uh, they just can't really get things going too much on offense and in, in some of these higher stakes games.
1: Yeah, no, they were, uh, you know, kind of watching their offense. It was pretty, you know, just, Hey, we're going to just kind of run it up the gut, get a couple yards First and second down, third down, we're going to try and pass. Uh, I think they had like six punts against Consol. Um, I really was not too, I hate to say, use the word impressed, but their offense really wasn't anything uh, super special. I mean, granted, they picked up most of their yards, I felt like, through the year in that uh, those last two plays I was talking about where they had the 33-yarder <coughs> and the 36-yarder. And what's funny is on one of those passes, Alex, I'm sure you heard this on the radio, but uh, quarterback dropped the ball, Had to pick it up and then, you know, just launch it kind of downfield. And uh, they picked up like 36 yards. I think that was a 36-yarder. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what they can do. It'll be interesting. Uh, Quick note, you know, uh, Cedar Park's quarterback, I'm sure he's been told this all his life, but uh, he does not take sacks. He's thrown stuff against uh, Consol. There was a couple times where he tried to do a Patrick Mahomes, you know, kind of throw it over his shoulder, uh, just kind of launch into the stands. (laughs) Uh, or launch into the sideline. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, he took an intentional grounding at one point in the red zone on another play. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, College Station's defense kind of throws at them.
0: You know, Timberwolves really need this win to stay in, uh, you know, contention for a good playoff seeding. I think they were a team that most people picked would finish in the top four of that district. And, uh, you know, College Station, they floundered a little bit in that last road game against Leander in the first quarter. So uh, I'm sure Coach Pryor is going to be emphasizing uh, a strong start for this Friday, not letting their opponent uh, stay in it too long if the Cougars can continue to play like they have. So, well, Andrew, you're going to be heading over to Huntsville this Friday, checking out Rudder against the Hornets, and uh, gonna be gonna be a big game for a multitude of reasons. Oh yeah we got obviously it's a big district
2: game for for both teams obviously but also the opening of the brand new Huntsville ISD Stadium which is it's beautiful you seen photos? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. we we've all seen photos it's yeah. nice. It is really nice so I'm excited to be there personally uh, but it's not just that the new stadium they're the Hornets are humming right now. They're doing really, really well, coming off of uh, beating up on Montgomery two weeks ago and Consol Lamar Consol last week, which Rudder also did a pretty good job against Consol, but sixty-seven and nothing compared to forty to thirteen. There's a little bit of a difference there. Uh, I'm curious to see if Cody Billings to be healthy. Um, Jaquez Martin, who I believe, very formidable option at quarterback, um, but I feel like he is best when he's out in space he's best when he's outside and if they're able to put him outside and let him go to work um, I think he could give the Hornets some problems and just seeing Cody Billing starting and back on the field is probably just a good sign for the program as a whole so I'm uh, super excited for that uh, Huntsville's coming in at a good time and Rudder's really going to be in for a big challenge
0: yeah you know I think we've talked about how Rudder's Rudder's just got to find a way to get the three district wins right yep. that's the big three. that's kind of the mark and you know, a game like this. You know, last time Rudder went to Huntsville, they found a way to win in overtime, and that was the difference between them being in the postseason and not. Yeah. And so, you know, if Rudder can go and win this game, I think Huntsville's a 20-point favorite in the Harris ratings, by the mm. way. Which uh, I I wouldn't have I wouldn't have thought it was that much. I probably would have thought I was not surprised that Huntsville was favored, but I don't I don't think I would have put them as a 20-point favorite. Yeah, that's a lot. But um. Yeah, I mean, if Rudder if Rudder can find a way, man, that's a that would be a huge win for the Rangers uh going forward, especially don't they play they play Lake Creek next week? Or no, they play Brenham and then Lake Creek. Brenham and then Lake Creek. Yeah, Huntsville plays Lake Creek next week. They're tied for the lead with the Lions who I don't know if anybody's going to be able to beat them. They're really freaking good. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and and Coach emphasized after uh, after two weeks ago that, you know, they had a bye this past week. And yeah. obviously that can be a, that could be a make or break. You could either be rested and be healthy and ready to go, or you can come out flat. And I think that's the big key for Rudder is how are they going to start. And we can tell by the first ten minutes of how the game could potentially go just based off of if they come in iron sharp and ready to go or if the, if the bye week got them a little out of sorts. Well,
0: Jake, you got any final thoughts before we wrap it up?
1: No, it should be a good week though. Uh, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to Andrew's review of, uh, of a new stadium. So I might have to call you, uh, call you Friday night, Andrew, after the game, But give, give me the lowdown.
2: I'll will send you. I'll
0: Facetime you. I'll, I'll show you around a little bit. Oh, perfect. Well, hey, be sure to check the eagle.com for all of our coverage of Friday night's games and all the action leading up to another week of texas high school football thanks again for tuning into this week's episode of the Brazos sports preps cast we'll see you